Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a dream. Welcome to the Ryan and Brian Show. I am your host, Ryan Green. And I'm Brian Johnson. What's going on, man? I, your, your, uh, your voice kind of strained out at the end of that. Oh, You're like, Brian Green? <laughs> <laughs> man, I, was, I heard it. I felt it. You know, first thing I was going to do was talk about my illness that I'm suffering here. But uh, clearly, it, it showed itself on the very first line of the show. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I know you... You're working a switchboard because we have no uh, producer today, so I just I want to make sure that you don't choke to death because then I'll have to work the switchboard. So, so man, so, so what's up with, with the illness? What's going on with you? Okay, so if I choke to death, the show going to go on anyway, huh? You know? It is, exactly. Like yeah. someone dial 911 next call. Yeah. You know? <laughs> man, I don't know, man. I um, was working this weekend. I was uh, finishing up this book project for someone, and uh, – I was working all weekend on it, and my, you know, I had a little ear uh, ache probably like Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and then by Saturday, man, it just felt like uh, my 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 whole head was being crushed. So I don't know if it's the sinus situation or or what, but um, yeah, man, I've just been dealing with that. So trying to get my strength back, and uh, you know, sniffing like uh, Roscoe on um, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh. The show must go on, man. So I am, uh, I'm here. How was your weekend, though, man? Are you guys been pretty busy, man, with the, you know, going some uh, house hunting and stuff? And yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's going well, man. It's, it's going well. Uh, tell you what, Republicans aren't going to be too happy, but this housing market's really turning around, and, it, and it's it, again, it's a <laughs> blessing to be able to to have the opportunity to to do this. So, so yeah, we sh- we should be getting something, man. It's, it's looking pretty good at this point, and and. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna do the whole, you know, from the ground up thing. So uh, we had to pick out like shutters and all that, which is could be kind of crazy, man. I'll tell you what, um, you know, you really have to have a good, uh, solid marriage to do to make some of these decisions, or <laughs> you have to really understand um, your role as a husband when it comes time to pick <laughs> to pick the stuff right. out. You know, I, I had to I had to institute my marriage rule on on picking things out for the house. It, it was, uh, you know, I'm not the quarterback. You know, I'm actually the kicker. Uh-huh. So, you know, I let my wife be the coach and the quarterback, and I just come in and save the game if I have to. And uh, between that and just trying to figure out, it's it's more like my choice is more like a guessing game of what it is that she actually likes as opposed to what I like. So. You know, but but I got it, man. I, I'm I'm nine years in. I got this. I know what I, I know what I'm doing. Adam Vinatieri up in there. So right, right. So so uh, how about you, man? I know that I know your uh, your Ravens actually won a game. Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, man. That was uh, it was it was tough. We're gonna talk a little more in depth about the the, the referee situation a little later, but uh, that was definitely a um a a. a Stressful game to watch, man, because you know we've only beat the, the Patriots once in the regular season. Um, no, no, once. Period. No, I think it was twice. We never beat them. We never beat them in the regular season. However, uh, you know, after last week's loss, that you know we didn't lose because of the refs' call, uh, but they did take a touchdown away. Uh, you never want to leave it in the refs' hands. But then this game, man, I don't know if you watched the game. It was it was sloppy. It was stressful. The refs just had no control. I mean, they were making bad calls. It got so bad where I was like, you know, yeah, y'all missed that call, even when it was for the Patriots. <laughs> <It was laughs> right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> it gets to that yeah, well, point where so you're we'll, like, we'll give, we're going to give the give the ref the refs some um, some time yeah. and discussion. 
uh, later on in the show because because uh, it's definitely something that that deserves right. to be discussed. So, but we did get that W, so that's what that matters, man. So happy about that. So, awesome. so Matt, you know, we do have some important news though. There was some um, breaking news today uh, that really could affect a lot of people in a negative way, and I think that you know us being uh, those the, the thought leaders uh, as um, and pundits as clout has adorned us. It's important that we share um, important news, even when it is sad. So um, I want people to know that there's a bacon and sausage shortage that is on the horizon right now. I'm wondering. I'm like, oh my goodness, he didn't give he 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 didn't give me the note. I don't even know what he's talking about. But you are absolutely right, man. When, uh, on Good Morning America today, I I heard that and the, that there is a bacon shortage, which was. The the phrase itself is absolutely hilarious to me. I don't know why bacon shortage just tickled me so. But but right. exactly. I mean, I think it's some. It has to do with the drought and uh, and swine farmers haven't really uh, been able to feed the swine or something to that extent. But the price of bacon could double. Man. So what is that? If you're a Wendy's Baconator fan, you better get it in right now. I tell you what, it was last year when I noticed that. Um, Bacon was like seven dollars a pound for certain brands, so I can't imagine it doubling from there. I know my, my daughter's gonna be really upset because she she thinks everything is better with bacon. So uh, um, this is this is gonna be serious, man. I just um, had some bacon over the weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, we're we're, we're, for it. Yeah, we're a turkey bacon uh, household, so unless unless. Uh, the turkeys go down, you know, <laughs> and we and we've seen we've seen turkeys, man. I can't see turkeys really taking the fall because turkeys are some tough birds, man. We we'll have to do a segment on these wild turkeys that are running around <laughs> running around cities. So, and I mean, once the once the uh, the gang banging turkeys are there's a gang banging turkey shortage, then we'll be in trouble. But yeah, we we do we do turkey bacon in, in our house. Gotcha. You know, you got to be all messed up with that. So I'm going to leave the, uh, the gangbanging turkey combo for, for later. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we also have um, going on is uh, HU's homecoming is coming up. Are you planning on being there? You know, I'm I'm so bad with this man. I am not going to be at homecoming. I think I think I I don't think I've been back to homecoming for about this will be the sixth or seventh year. I'm terrible with it, but I I know you'll be there. You know, Mr. Class President, and is this like one of our anniversaries or something? Probably not. But anyway, I won't be there. How about you? <laughs> yeah, well, I will be there because it is um, like you said, it is the 15th year anniversary. So um, I will be there, and uh, so we got the 15 year anniversary for the class. Which I'm not sure which class you really even belong in. You can, yeah, me either. Uh, you never yeah. know what you want to be a part of, uh, right? But, and then um, let's see, we got the uh, Alphas. It's our 65th chapter anniversary. It's the uh, Delta's 65th chapter anniversary. So it's going to be pretty live, and, and we're going to do something special. Uh, we're going to be we're going to do an R&B get together at some point throughout the uh, the weekend. I'm not really sure what we're going to do yet. So keep you know listening, keep posted uh, for that. Uh, but we are going to do something um, somewhere, somewhere along the line. We'll we'll, we'll meet up somewhere and uh, meet some more people from R&B. Uh, every time we get together, man, it's a good time. So we're going to do that as well. So that's coming up for this uh, homecoming as well. Great, so, great. So, but uh, what we want to do now, man, we got to, you know, enough chit-chat, enough yammering. It's time to get to, the, to uh, the fourth week of every month. You know what we do? We always bring on our legal eagle, uh, our, um, <laughs> the, the president of the RAN Guild. We bring him <laughs> over. <laughs> to help break down some things for us on the legal sector. So we want to bring um, attorney B. Van Johnson III. Welcome back to the show, Van. Good, good, good evening. Can you all hear me? Yeah, yes, we can. We can. You, can. You, you, forgot to put, you forgot to include Mr. Lawyer, Lawyer Talk. He's not going to shake that, uh, that moniker uh, either. So, Van, right. you just have a bunch of nicknames, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me again. I'm... I'm Really looking forward to it. I always enjoy being with you, good gentlemen. All right, he's like the ditty of of the show. We got like fifty names. So, uh, <laughs> well, man, welcome. And we didn't. Uh, this is uh, actually your first time back since our new season started uh, this this year. So, um, you know, I guess we can give you a chance to kind of, you know, what, what's going on with you, man? I mean, 
how much more Massachusetts do you own now? <laughs> Everybody's got jokes. Everybody's got jokes, man. I, I just got I got my 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 one point two acres. That's all I got. Okay. I don't even I don't even have a mule, man. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, man, seriously, look, we, you know, again, we have fun, you know, and uh, what we want to talk about tonight. Let's, let's jump into the first thing we want to discuss because we we have a couple topics we want to kind of have you touch base on. Um, and the first thing we want to talk about is the, and Brian and I kind of discussed a little bit last week, was the voter ID law um, that, that's going on. So I'm going to give you the floor to kind of to give you your, your, your piece, your perception, what you're thinking about, about these voter ID laws, and then Brian and I will jump in and ask, ask you a couple of questions about that. Well, you know, I think, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a lifelong Democrat, and, um, and, and, and I don't think that necessarily should be, um, the deciding issue, um, or any party affiliation, um, should really, um, come into play with regard to these particular laws. Um, but, you know, my, my feeling on these laws is they are, um, they, while they, while they certainly are, there's this pretext for, um, preventing, uh, voter fraud. Um, or election fraud, I, I, there simply isn't isn't the background or the basis to support um, that that, rea- that that as a reality. Um, you know, I know there there's actually you know footage of of comments by um, Republican leaders talking about these these voter ID ID laws are what's going to get Mitt Romney elected um, out of Pennsylvania. And I think you know I think it's it's actually you know frankly for me it's 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 a, it's a sad state uh, when folks would. Um, would trade uh, what what we I think what we as a people at least hopefully um, hold up as to be what makes us um, if we if we're going to believe we're better than than other societies um, you know that fully inclusive opportunity for folks to participate in the system has to be part of it and I think that's really the saddest thing I think that 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 really should be you know that it shouldn't depend shouldn't um, be reflected in your party affiliation whether you think these laws are a good thing right. um, yeah, and I think definitely. you know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, man. No, no, no. Go ahead. I mean, I, yeah. What I, I was, what I, what I, was uh, I, I actually recently had a had a conversation with a Republican or, or a Romney supporter. Um, I think he he claimed libertarian, but I'm not sure uh, if his ideology really aligns with it. But one the the analogy um, that he brought up, he said, well, you know, just because people aren't breaking into your your home right now. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't need laws to protect your home, and uh, and and that's why you know and, and it's a, that's a good um, comparison with these voter fraud laws. And and what I did, what I brought up was um, the Second Amendment, and that you know if if uh, we were to to try to block people's rights to uh, bear arms, that most of the uh, the GOP would really be up in arms if there was no there was no um, there's no proof that that guns really kill people or whatever the the charge was. But as I started thinking about it, man, and I and I know I didn't prep you for this question, so if you can answer it, that would be great. Is there really a constitutional amendment that that grants us the right to vote, or is that is that just you know decided by the states who gets to vote and who doesn't? Well, you know, well, on, on the federal with regard. To- with regard to it as a, as a constitutional issue, I think I would concede, and I think many would concede, um, that that this is essentially an issue that's left to the state, so long as they don't get too far out of order. And that's really, you know, there is no, there's no, there's nothing in the Constitution that says, uh, you know, you know, you can't that, that a, a, a voter can't be required to have um, ID. So it's really left to a balancing of interest. And here, you know, in these, you know. And what the Supreme Court has said essentially is that there is an interest, the state has an interest in these in elections free from fraud, and this is a reasonable way to prevent that. So I, I don't think I don't think on the constitutional level I would disagree with them. I don't think this is a this you know as, as many issues are not really a constitutional issues. But what I would say is you know in the various states and in, in, in the several states, uh, you know me being from Massachusetts, I find my you know we find ourselves typically on the right side of issues. You know, yay Massachusetts, but. Yeah, right. You know, but, but this, I think, as a state issue, I think every every person who lives in any, all the several states should be concerned if these laws exist in their state because they clearly disenfranchise poor, minority, and the elderly, and at times, you know, folks who who 
there's simply no reason for them not to be able to vote. Someone who's voted for for seventy plus years and and you know and and just and that's when they that's when they leave their home. You know that and to go buy you know some you know their 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 grandchild a great grandchild a birthday card, but they also get out to vote. I think those people should be able to vote. And and absent some showing of voter fraud, I, I think it's simply ridiculous as a policy matter within the state. So that that's my argument with it. Like with the, the I think the states affecting these laws and you know 32 out of the 33 legislatures were republican controlled um you know that have these these uh these laws and they had republican governors who signed them into effect 32 out of 33 had, had republican governors who signed them into effect so it's, it's very clear that this was part of you know the republicans plan for you know how how we make sure um to disenfranchise folks that we don't want voting the man let me ask you because that's the argument that that is being made and then the questions come up how how is that disenfranchising? Can you is it possible to kind of break it down more specifically? Well, people will say, well, why wouldn't someone have an ID? Um, you know, why? How how can you prove this is disenfranchising people? How exactly well, is it well, well, in those groups that you say? Well, I think it's and I th- well. First, I think as as an initial matter, it's important to remember that that the right to participate in the electoral process is it's a fundamental right. It's, it's one. It's 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 funda- as fundamental as life, liberty, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's fundamental to every every citizen. It can't be taken away. By it can't be taken away. Now it can be restricted reasonably, but when you start with that as this general principle, you've got to look at well, what when is it reasonable to take that right away? Um, there's there's no requirement in the Constitution again that someone has an ID. But how does it dis- disenfranchise the poor? Well, one one is this: there is a cost. In you know, you think about it. Everything else you you everything else fundamental to you, you don't need an ID to do it. And right. there's typically a, there is some cost associated with doing it. Now, we live, we live in a class of society where we see things from our own perspective. So for me, you know, taking, you know, taking the 45 minutes or an hour out of my day to go renew my license, which I had to do recently, you know, that's not a big deal. I get in my car, I drive there. It's, it, it, it's really, you know, I pay the $65 or whatever it was, and I get it done. For some folks, Simply getting from point A to point B to do that is it's an, it's an expense, and those are the folks that can be, become disenfranchised because they've got to, they may have to decide between eating, you know, having lunch, and 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 getting an ID renewed or getting an ID that they may have no other use for. Everybody doesn't have to drive, you know. I, I hear all these people say, well, you have to have an ID to cash a check. Well, there's no there's no everybody doesn't have to cash a check. So all these, you know, reasons that we say in our lives that we have ID, that's really, you know, it 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 it, it just it says more about us and how we view the world than it does about the reality for for many people. Right, and you know, and and I mean, you you're absolutely right. And one of the one of the big issues from the Democratic side with this is it's really it's really a solution looking for a problem. You know, exactly. There's never exactly. been any type of problem that's been di- well. I mean. No, nothing rampant. I mean, I think people typically cite some case up in Minnesota or something um, where where a local election was determined by it. But you know, between that and you know, and the Citizens United uh, legislation, it's just it's just an assault on um, it's an assault on voting in the democratic process because uh, because the the um, the demographics are really starting to shift away from the Republican Party and they're not. Mm-hmm. Moderating their message in any way. Sure, I mean, you know, and just by way of example, it's actually interesting. In, in my town, I, I live in a town that's about, um, I think we're, I think we're up to around, you know, twenty twenty one thousand people in my town. Uh, we recently had uh, an election scandal where there was a gentleman who was running for a state rep seat. His girlfriend worked actually in the office, in the clerk's office, and what they were doing was they were um, changing people's. They, they were getting um, absentee ballots for people who hadn't voted in some years, changing their party affiliation to Republican, and what they had intended to do was cast ballots in his favor. And that was that's something, and, and many experts will say, that's the type of fraud that, that happens much more prevalent, and no voter ID law is going to address that. So if you really want to address voter fraud or election fraud, you've got to get beyond this notion of people you know, showing up at the ballot you know, to give a fake name or to give someone else's name and take their vote. That just simply statistically does not happen. Um, right. So, I mean, that really kind of, you know, it, it, it really shows that if you really want to get at it, there's a better way to get at to get at it. 
Mm-hmm. Stuff, man. That was we want to ask you about the the whole, you know, fraud cases. That that it's just something that doesn't even seem like it's really even an issue that exists. It's just another thing to, like you said, uh, dissuade people and just get in the way, uh, like solve a problem that doesn't exist. So, right. Brian, anything else you want to add? Yeah, we go you know, what I actually questions? did have, have a, a question <clears throat> um, about early voting. So you've you've heard these situations where um, specific states had early voting at, at one point, um, basically to make voting uh, easier for people uh, and for people to to participate in the democratic process. Yet you uh, yet now uh they they want to shorten those voting windows which in my opinion has absolutely nothing to do with voter fraud um but my and, and it's been shown that uh these measures adversely affect like you said poor and minorities and my question is you know just in terms of uh these types of laws or these types of decisions being able to stand up on their merit is there any consideration given to uh to a a in a to a law that might affect people who are poor or minority more than than other people and because of that the law is uh is not upheld well well just i mean just one one other fact i want to add to what you mentioned brian is that in, and and i'm not sure which state it was and i'm i believe it was one of the one of the more southern states um but in some of those cases those early voting laws actually allowed for voting on Sundays and what they found was uh, what a lot of a lot of churches particularly ch- black churches were making sure their congregations were getting out of service they were providing buses and making sure they got right there to vote and that so in, in some of those jurisdictions they've taken away that Sunday voting and I believe very very much for that reason because what in, in essence what was happening is the wrong people were voting um but I mean, but to your point, um, this, to this this notion of a disparate impact, um, if if a, if a law is essentially neutral, if, if a legislature passes a law that is neutral um, on its face, it then ultimately, whether it's an appeals court or the Supreme Court, depending on you know what the, what court it is, what's what state it's in, or on the federal level, um, is typically is going to defer to that to that statute. If it as, as long as on its face it's neutral. The legislature is essentially presumed to have good intentions and to understand what the implications of their law are, what the law is, and then you get into this whole separation of powers issue matter of of one power, be that being the judiciary, not imposing its will unnecessarily on over the other branch, which is which would be the legislature. So I mean, in I mean, in essence, I mean, in, in the argument would kind of go like this, you know. No matter what the law is, wherever it's, I mean, I mean, let's just you know, I don't, I don't want to upset anybody, but let's let's assume um, we're talking about a, a distribution of crack cocaine statute. Well, in the inner city, um, clearly those statutes are going to disproportionately impact, or clearly do disproportionately impact people of color. A lot of the people are, that are going to be find themselves on the wrong side of those statutes are young black males. If if that was all that someone had to show when they challenged the statute. Um, was it disproportionately impacted a a certain group? Then, then a lot of those statutes wouldn't wouldn't exist, and it would. And I don't necessarily think that that would be a good thing. But, but I'll leave others to, to come to their conclusions on that. Gotcha. Well, well, go I, I, I peeked oh, you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, let me just say this real quick. Six four six six five two two six four seven. Six four six. Six five two two six four seven is the number to call in. If you're calling in with a question or a comment and you want to be on the air, make sure you're pressing one when you dial in. If you're calling just to listen, the option is uh, two. Uh, but that six four six six five two two six four seven is the number. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I, I noticed how it took me about five minutes to get my question out, and Van flipped it and called it disparate effect, and lawyer, lawyer talked it in in – I'm sure a lot of the ladies are swooning on that man. Good, good, good stuff. You you pick that you pick that word up, and and your brand is still safe, man. It's still safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, we do have one more thing. Job, right? Yeah, we, we have one more thing we want to talk about um, before you before you go. Uh, you recently discussed an issue uh, that came up in your your works dealing with some some internet downloads. And um, uh, some some situation that I thought this thing was a thing in the past. People are still getting uh, sued for copyright infringements and things like that. Uh, maybe you can share some information with us how we can be uh, 
safe on our internet and what maybe we are and are not liable for when it comes to downloading things off the internet, whether it be uh, movies, music, uh, whatever it may be. Well, you know, well, the, the real if if I was you know if I was giving advice to a friend, I would tell them if you're downloading anything, um, you know, anything from any service where you, where you where you know it's copyrighted material and you're downloading it. You need to know that you know whatever you're downloading, assuming it's your own home connection, um, then then you need to know that there it does there is a fingerprint, and the owner of that copyright, if if so so inclined, um, could likely ultimately get get to your doorstep. Now it's not easy to do, um, and it is not necessarily a cheap thing to do. Um, but if it's you know if it's a if it's a work, and you know I think I forget the the name. I don't want to share the name of the actual. Um, <laughs> Movie that was involved, but but if it's one of these uh, one of these movies that's owned by um, whether it's a Vivid or some of these other companies, particularly out of the um, out, of, in, out of California, they're they're, <laughs> they're 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 very interested in protecting their copyright, and there's a lot of money in it. I mean, there frankly is a lot. And like I think I I think I indicated, you know, the settlement that they offer settlement once they get to someone, and, and actually the complaint that I was that I was handling involved 45 different people. Uh, 45 different John Doe's, and they're actually listed as Doe's on the complaint because the because the, the plaintiff doesn't know who these people are. All they have um, is a, is an internet service provider and a DSN, um, whatever wow. that means, whatever the, the number that indicates the computer was downloaded to. But mm-hmm. um, it was 45 people, 45 John Doe's, and um, each of them the offer of settlement was $3,500 a piece. Um, so you know when you when you do the math, you realize there's, there's a little bit of money there to be made. Um, and it, it, it certainly is something you don't want to get yourself involved in. Not necessarily because ultimately you would be you would be found liable um, in federal court, but but the reality is you don't you don't ever want to be in federal court, um, and you also right. don't want to be in a position of of having a matter where someone's offering you thirty five hundred dollars to settle it, and when you call someone like me to defend it, I have to tell you that that's a good deal compared to what it's going to cost you for us to defend it. Um, and, right. uh, and and now you just find yourself you know unless you've got a prepaid legal. Um, and I, I give that I give you that plug there, Brian and Ryan. And unless you got prepaid legal waiting way now, you called legal I'm shield now. Yeah, it's actually legal shield. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, whatever whatever those scam artists are called, I'm just joking. <laughs> joking. But um, but um, unless you unless you've got stuff like that, well, now you now you're you're looking at you know even even you know the average person even being able being able to negotiate that down is a little bit tough. Um, but you know it it certainly is something that you that's avoidable. I mean, the other thing that I would tell people. Um, and is that if you have a home wireless um, internet connection, um, if you have a, a, a wireless modem on your internet connection at home, to make sure it's password protected because that's what a lot of people do. Because if someone's out there looking to download these things, a lot of times they just drive around and look for a network that's not protected by by a network by a password. Log on, do what they're going to do when they're on their way, and then you can be the one that ends up um, with with a complaint, you know, being served on you. Right. I tell you what, I definitely don't want to end up in federal court. But the idea that one of my favorite movie stars to pop up in my front step was kind of appealing. But um, yeah, <laughs> really meant. <laughs> so cool. So man, I know. Um, definitely thank you for the information. I know you've been working hard on your blog. I want to you about your blog information. Oh, don't. Oh, oh, now you're clowning me, right? Now you're clowning me on my blog, right? I'm not even. I, no, I'm not even giving. I'm not even giving out the address this time. I'll give it out again next month. Okay. All right. That's that's dustyblog.com. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Y'all just just send the send the people to to read the voice. I'll let them, let them read that. The there you go. We'll, we'll read the voice. Shout out to Peter Boykin. We'll have him on next week. I think right. Love Doc is next week. Man, we're looking forward. Love Doc is next week. Right. It's next week. So. Yeah, Van's Van's uh, blog is so dormant that you actually have to spell double U, double U, double U. Yeah, but dude, but, but dude, but dude, the presentation is tight. The presentation is absolutely tight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, Van. We'll have you on next month. Uh, keep up the good work, man. All right. Look forward to. It. Thanks for thanks for having me on. I always enjoy spending time with you, gentlemen. All right. Take it easy. All right now. <laughs> you said you have to spell out double U double. <laughs> yeah, your his is on the original internet. <laughs> right, right, right. Green screen. So, yeah. That's, so, um, 
All right, man. Let's let's, let's keep it moving, man. Tonight, um, we're gonna do something different. We well, actually, we will talk about those reps, man. Let's um, <laughs> actually before we even get to the NFL part, let's go back. We still got something. I saw the latest thing that um about the polls, man. You, you I know you you think you follow the polls a lot. All right, now it's saying that Obama has the uh, biggest lead in the polls that he's had. Um, and I was expecting to see a really big number, but it's only four percent. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that, man? What do you think? I mean, four percent is the biggest lead so far, yeah. isn't it? After yeah, well, yeah, well, well. There's a couple things. Number one, usually when you see a, a, a number like that, that's a national poll. So the national poll is going to say, you know, uh, he has a four percent lead uh, um, amongst likely voters, you know, aggregately. But that's not how we vote. <laughs> we we have something, a little thing called the electoral college that uh that assigns certain votes if you win specific states. So if you do a state by state breakdown you typically see that um I mean you'll typically see that uh that Obama's winning quite a bit. And and, and the the weird thing about it, man, is that there are there are really typically only a handful of states that are really in play. So, you know, we know that, you know, at least this election, uh the Republican, whoever he's gonna be, is gonna get Texas. You know that you know the Democrats are going to get Massachusetts, that type of thing. So, so it's really a handful of, of states. I think uh, you have Virginia, you have Ohio, you have Colorado, you have Florida. I think Pennsylvania is one of them, but you have a handful that really show it. So, even if you see a four-point uh, lead uh, in a national poll uh, amongst likely voters, that doesn't mean that it's a close race necessarily. Now, sometimes it right. can, but in this case. You know, most of the experts are, are really saying that it's not um, that close, and not that not that we don't need to get out and vote, so people still got get out and vote. But you can even see it in some of the the online rhetoric from the right. <laughs> they're really they're not talking so big anymore. They're talking more like, well, you know, when we get another four years of this madness, then then you'll be happy, as opposed to we're going to win this election. So right. it's hard, man. It's, it, it would be hard to be a Republican now. Their candidate is really all over the place. It's pretty <laughs> amical to watch. I don't know. I, it, I agree. But uh, they seem to be happy. You know, I, I don't think – I haven't seen any Republicans saying, I wish I weren't a Republican. So they're, they're doing that. <laughs> <it. laughs> That's the crazy part about it to me. But let's move on, man, because I know you can talk forever about politics. Let's talk about this uh the NFL thing though, man. Uh, Monday night football. It seems like the, the primetime games have been the biggest um opportunity for the rest of the country to see <clears throat> just what's going on. It's like the things aren't getting swept under the rug. Like these these mistakes aren't happening in, in, in low market games and no one's watching them. Uh, so last night, and I didn't see the game, but I did watch the replay and everything. Last night seems to have been what, what most would think would be the straw to break the Goodell's back. Um, however, it still doesn't look that way. I mean, last night's play, uh, Seattle takes a, the victory away from Green Bay on a Hail Mary pass with no time left, uh, which was uh, by all, you know, eyes in the, the, the stadium at intercession. Uh, by Green Bay to save the victory, uh, somehow came down as a touchdown by uh, Seattle. Now, this is just the, you know, this has been what, this is week three. So um, at some point you think, okay, maybe people just complain to complain because, you know, they it's the easy thing to do. You know, they complain about the regular ref. <laughs> but it's a difference in a bad call and not knowing the rules call to me. So, uh, you know, like I said, I think we were kind of victim of it last week, and this week's game was a victim of it. You got uh, uh, Hayward Bay, I forgot his first name, but the wide receiver for Oakland, uh, who, who I mean, he was literally demolished uh, from a helmet-to-helmet play. He was uh, laying on the ground, not moving for 11 minutes in the game, and there wasn't even a penalty called on the play. So you've got things like that that happened, whereas last year, I don't think that would have happened. That play wouldn't have happened. Not that this year wouldn't have happened if there were real reps in the game. Because I right. think now you have players pushing the envelope to see what they can get away with because they know these are replacement refs. So uh, what, what do you think it's going to take, man? Because the, the, the refs in, in the NFL have stopped talk. You know, they're not even trying to uh, get the, the refs back on the field. It's like the right. was happy to. The NFL upheld the position of the, the, the call. Uh, I don't think it's looking like it's going to get any much much better. 
uh, anytime soon. Well, I'll tell you what. I I actually um, heard something on NPR, and I haven't fact-checked it, but typically that's a pretty good um, news source. And what what I learned was that Roger Goodell is actually – you know, kind of paid or, or um, he represents ownership in that much of this, um, you know, much of this, the uh, issues that we're facing uh, with the rest is over pensions at this point, and the owners do- really don't want to budge. I think it's something like $30 million in, uh, over four years or so, and the NFL makes Count it nine billion dollars <laughs> a year in, I can't remember if it's revenue or if it's profit, but. I think that um you know I don't I don't think that the uh that the ownership and and uh, Roger Goodell really give in to player uh to player pressure. Uh I think fan pressure needs to happen and I think that people need to stop going to see games if uh to really make something happen because you know I understand it from a business perspective you want to make the best you want to make the best business decision um until it starts hurting some of these folks in their pockets. I don't think that they're going to make they're going to really uh change uh what they're what they're doing and that and what what would have to happen there is that people would either have to stop going to games or people protest so much that they think that it's it's tarnishing the brand and then they then they bring uh the rest back and pay them their little 30 million. Um what what are your thoughts on it? Have you Well, that's I think that that's the point where that is getting to right now is that the brand is starting to get, to get tarnished. I think it's just starting um, but, you know, Roger Goodell, Goodell does represent the owners. He's on the owner's side. That's what the commission is supposed to do. Uh, like he, he, his loyalty is to the ownership first. Um, how You know, the thing is that the easy solution, not the easy, but the, the, the surefire solution, the, the one thing that will absolutely end the uh, referee's holdout tomorrow is if the players go on a strike and say we're not going to play anymore because there's unsafe conditions and we're not going to play. If the players don't come, the refs will have a deal. We'll have football pay. Of course. The piece, I mean, it, I think I think that's kind of easier said than done. You know, they just have no, to do like bargaining ag- agreement. I don't know if they could be, you know, uh, if they could open them, themselves to some type of lawsuit for uh, breach of contract doing that. That's, um, right. that, that's right. why you make that's but, why you make labor. That's why you make labor deals. Though. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that. We should, we should have kept. We should have kept lawyer, lawyer talk on the phone. At the, no, well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I wasn't. So I'm. That's not a recommendation. I'm not okay, saying well, do that. Yeah, I was. I wasn't done. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying that that would solve it. But I don't think that would even happen. If I were a player, I'm not going to give up a, a six figure check for a game for the referee to get paid. You know, yeah, right. a pension fund after you retire. When you know the the players are fighting for pension for their own selves, I'm not saying that that is what they should do, but I think that that would you talk about the brand, you talk about whether it's going to be the fan pressure or the the player pressure. I think that um, the fans are too vested, the players are too vested. That it's like you know they're just going to deal with it. And I think the the uh, the league is hoping and, and expecting that each week the refs will get better. I think that's what they're giving them. They're giving them, you know, just like when you're starting a rookie quarterback uh, week one, you're expecting to get the, the trial by fire and learn on the field. And I think that's what the, um, the the league is expecting from the officials. So I don't think that it's going to change. I don't think we're going to see uh, the necessarily labor dispute. I don't think anyone's going to bully the NFL into letting the, uh, the officials back in. So I'm not saying they won't get back in, but it won't be because of any kind of pressure from the fans or we, the fans love the game. You know, we're not going to give up the watching the game. You know, we love the game. So, right. And unfortunately, sentiment towards unions has changed quite a bit recently. Um, and you know, I, I think the national um, the the national reputation of unions in general has been tarnished uh, through you know a lot of a lot of deliberate um, actions uh, by people who oppose unions. But then also, in many cases, especially like in the city or in the, the state of Michigan, where you have unions that are you know demanding um, you know certain 
certain pay regardless of how how well their company does and that type of thing. So it doesn't bode well for for the uh, for the referees in the NFL. I, I I hope that they come back soon. I love the game of football. I think the NFL is the best professional league on the face of the earth. You know, I don't watch soccer, so. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I, it'll be it'll be good for everybody to have it back at the at the levels that it was for the last few years. And uh, one of our listeners, Rodney out of Maryland, he he gave a suggestion just now on our Facebook group that a serious brawl breaking out may do it too. So you know, that, that's been the big thing that the refs are losing control of the players out there. Uh, so maybe that would be it. Maybe um uh, um the, the what would they what do they call that that fight at the the palace? With the, oh, the, 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 the brawl at the I can't even remember what that was. The, the melee. Yeah, uh, a melee, yeah, like hot soup. Right. Like, <laughs> like the, uh, <laughs> what was that? Atticus, what was the name of that? That uh, there was a movie where where they had a prison right breaking dude was saying hot movie? soup and throwing hot yeah. soup on people. I don't remember what it was. I, I had yeah, to find out. Movie, you know, I wasn't going to know it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Maybe the Cowboys and the Indians, uh, Cowboys and the Redskins will uh, have a big <laughs> Cowboys and the Redskins have a big fight. At that game, that can just end it all right there, right there on the star in uh, Dallas Stadium, Cowboy Stadium. That that'll uh, fix everything. So maybe that's the solution, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. But um, we want to do something different. We want to move on to the next thing. We want to do something a little different. We opened up the uh, the channels to our listeners, and we wanted them to give us, you know, we give them a chance to ask us some questions, Brian. You know, and uh, so we got a few questions. So uh, you know, if you're open to it, I'm open to it. We want to answer some questions that. Oh, a pressing question on the minds of our listeners. Is it something you want to do? Are you down for this? Yeah, I, I could do it. I'm, I'm, right, I'm an open book. <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm kind of like a chapter. I'm not really a whole book. <laughs> a chapter. <laughs> so y'all read that chapter first and go to the next one. Anyway, all right. So some of these questions, I mean, they're from all over the place. So some of them are, uh, you know, about us, some how we think about things. Some funny. Some little personal. Let me see. I'm just going to go through here. Let, let's start with um, one that was written, uh, sent directly for you, Matt. Uh, this question asks, Brian, what would you consider to be your perfect dream job? Now, now that's that's an easy question. <laughs> it's a job where I don't work for anyone. Perfect dream job. I, you know, I'm, in my heart of hearts, I'm an entrepreneur, uh, working on a few things now that I really – uh, have confidence are going to blow at some point, but man, I would love to love to do that. You know, be my own boss, working in media in some way. Uh, let's have the have the Ryan and Brian show just blow up, man, and we we could do this full time and and really be able to change some lives and and uh, and educate some folks and have fun, man. That, that's that's what what I would do. I'd be in some type of media, um, own some type of media company, do the publishing and do the show and and just have a good time. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right, let's see. Um, you want to pick one? Ah, uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, yeah, sure. How about this one? So, Ryan, um, do you prefer writing or or doing radio, and why? All right, that's a good question. I actually, um, I prefer radio because it's immediate. Writing, you know, writing is so it's such a long process. So uh, when I write. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta formulate the uh, the ideas. You gotta put them out. You gotta write them down. You gotta get it edited. You gotta formulate it into a book so that it uh, makes sense. Uh, well, radio, you know, we just kind of go and whatever comes out, that's what you get. Uh, fortunately, you know, they're always gems. Anyway, so <laughs> just, just joking. But uh, you know, I definitely enjoyed the impromptu of uh, radio and, and live speaking. Uh, because that's what I do. I just kind of whatever comes out, uh, what comes to my mind, I put it out there, and uh, hopefully people will either laugh or learn something or don't get too offended if, it, if it's something negative. Uh, right. I definitely enjoy that. Um, it was something different every time. But um, I definitely, you know, I've been blessed uh, to uh, be able to put out some books, and I've got another one we're going to talk about at the end of the show, my fifth book coming out soon. So I've definitely been blessed in that. Uh, but um, I actually do enjoy uh, the radio a lot better. All right, Brian. Let's, well, let's see. well I, just wanted, I just wanted to throw out, I, I actually got your two books in the mail too, man, so I got to catch up so I can see see what type of knowledge that you're dropping. So. <laughs> you, you want to have the show enough glow once you finish. Everybody's going to know. Yeah, so, all right. 
Uh, all right, well, here, here's one. What's the craziest thing you've done? It, this is inspired by a conversation in our Facebook group. Shout out to Ready With. What is the, crazy, the craziest thing you've done uh, trying to be sexy that didn't turn out quite right? Uh, well, I, I was not in on on the ready whip conversation, uh, and and being that my that my uh, nickname is Pretty McCrude in the group, <laughs> I will. Uh, no, I, I would say any anything that had to do with food, man. Like food just isn't sexy. It, it, it's sticky right. and it's uncomfortable. So you know that's usually it. Like like I think one time when I was in like college or something, I tried to break out some honey or something like that and it was just a mess I, I think I think the ants like attacked the bed before the whole night was over or something like that so man I'm telling you honey is not cool and, and that that was probably that was probably uh, the one I should I should have asked you that question you know what I'm going to throw that back on you since, since, you're, since you're a little bit more wild and crazy than I am in that in that area you know while listening to your story the only thing that came to mind just now was I remember one time um, doing something with those edible panties and, and underwear. Like, you ever used those before? I know it was Valentine's Day was young. I might have even still been in college. And, uh, you know, had um, a young lady had the edible panties on. And, one, they're, they're not really that tasty. Two, <laughs> they're not really that sexy. It's not, you know, and it's like, it's like a big fruit roll-up. You're a girl, I'm you tripping. Yeah, that's what it was. So it was like, you know, after you get through all that, it's like, okay, well, go wash that mess off. Ain't nobody trying to do nothing with all that. You know, you got. Right, so, so, yeah, it just, it just wasn't good, man. Edible panty situation. That just wasn't good. <laughs> Yeah, sweat, sweat and sugar just do not mix, man. <laughs> yeah. Sweat and sweet sweat, sugar and, and body juice. Yeah. Right, right. There you <laughs> go. So, okay, on to the next question. All right. <laughs> there. Okay, this is a good one. This is an excellent one. We can both answer this. So, how do uh, you resolve it when the two of you disagree on the direction of a show or a guest you'd like to have or other items? Where we don't see eye to oh. eye. It's on the. It's in the group. I got it's in the group. I see it now. I yeah, know, yeah. That, that's a, you know, and that that's really an excellent question because um, because we've asked, we there there have been times, especially early on in the group, where we just didn't agree on stuff, yeah. and right. uh, and it's so funny because we're we are very much alike, and and there were certain instances like uh, there was a question about kicking people out of the group, and the one time we kicked somebody out of the group, you know, that was like a contentious time for us because we were brand new, and it's like right out the gate we're having all the success with the group, and then somebody's in there acting up, and and I believe and I believe. Ryan, you kicked you you actually kicked them out, and then told me afterwards. What? And I was like, I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, why are we doing that? Blah blah. blah. And we went what? back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how it happened, man. That is how it happened. Now, you no, for real, this is the crazy thing. You you made the tough decision to to go ahead and do it, and I was and I was upset about it, but I, then after a while, I was like, you know what? That made sense. It made absolute okay. sense. It made things better. It was it was in your infinite wisdom that you did that. And, uh, and, and but you know you, it is your fault as it usually is um, that uh, that he was kicked out of the group. But um, but but we we do disagree on some things and and uh, we've gone back and forth on a few things. How how, yeah. do you, how would you say we we figure out? First of all, we disagree <laughs> on how that story happened. <laughs> That's see that we disagree on that. Okay. Um, but no, actually, everything was right except for you actually pressed the button. You, we oh, did okay. disagree on it. We agreed. We disagree. I told you. I would. I definitely was saying it first. You're right about that. I was telling you. Listen, I, I'm telling you this is going to happen. I know this dude. This is going to happen. No, he's like, no, you a chance. No, he like him. He's probably nice. No. <laughs> I said, Brian, I'm telling you. Then finally, something happened the next day, and you was like, I did not push the button. And I was like, okay, cool. But, yeah, but but that was a good time because, um, you know, we – but anyway, I won't talk about him no more. But a more recent situation, though, people don't know about was our blog. I think that's a good example, man. Our, oh, our blog, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, the thing is that we both have pretty much the same vision for the for the finish line. Um, but we, we 
different on how to get there sometimes. And and that's cool. And it it actually helps both of us grow. Uh because it's never been anything we've just been like, forget it, I don't want to do it no more. It's just been like, okay, look, because both of us are like, all right, fine, whatever. Right. You know, like, yeah. if that's what you, if you feel passionate about it enough, because, you know, if if one of us is going to fight for it, then, okay, as long as you go do it. You left something else out. What what often happens is that um, that a lot of times, like if I if I come with an idea, I better I better be ready to move on it because if I if I mention it to Ryan, Ryan's gonna have it. Like oh yeah, that was a great idea at like at like one o'clock by three o'clock, that thing is already launched. And I'm like wait, wait, wait hold up, hold up, man, it was an idea. Let's, let's think this thing through. He's like why why should we think it through, man? It was a good idea. We both said it was good, and let's just do it. And then we go back and forth, and and you know I want to do strategy. He's like let's do it. But it but it it's a good balance because I think had that had we not had that type of of our relationship, we probably would have never done recess because that was one thing where he was like, yeah, let's just do recess. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, it's on this date. And I'm like, oh, hold up. What are you talking about? And he told people. So, you know, but at the end of the day, we just we just squash it. We say, all right, let's roll with it, and we're able to do it. So works out well. Now, for my version of that, um, it's not that it's not thought through. It's that I can think it through and see so quickly, okay, here's how it's, how it can happen. So I'm ready to run. If you can't tell me the reason why we shouldn't, that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, why shouldn't we do it? And you, but then, you know, you're kind of like, well, because I'm scared because I haven't really <laughs> just had time to think about it yet. So then I'm like, Whatever. okay, well, listen, nobody tell me. Okay, next question. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm more pragmatic, man. I'm like, let's 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 dot our I's and cross our T's. But anyway, let's right. get and, and I'm that's, sure that's, and, and I'm, in all honesty, that is who you are, and that is a very good quality because you are – I, like I said, you you draw the outline, I color it in with the, you know, the color, and it works. Pragmatic part works sometimes. Pushing that works too. So yep, definitely. This combination. Okay, what's the next question? Let's see. Oh, I'm you. Let me see. All right, I'll ask you this one because you just asked that last question. Um, we're gonna go with this one. Might as well end. Well, not end yet, but let's let's get some um, controversy. <laughs> and you just said, you know, you guys are going. You you have your role. You're the added military when it comes to the house stuff. What's one thing that you still don't seem to get or understand about women? <laughs> huh. One thing that I still don't understand. Well, I don't I don't understand um I don't understand some of some of the indecisiveness that happens or or not even indecisiveness but you know a lot of times with me and I think this is pretty pretty consistent with men like if we if we say something we mean it you know so it's like if you ask me a question and I give you an answer then that's the answer you don't have to like ask it three different ways like you're going to get a different answer I've I've thought it through enough and and if I was too rash in answering I'll I will stand up and and accept whatever consequences for that quick that quick answer as opposed to having you ask me eight different ways (laughs) question eight different ways so so that's the one thing that I don't I don't get out and and a lot of um a lot of men that I know kind of feel the same way that that we get asked a question and we give an answer and it's not the answer that she wants so she right. asks different ways that she's going to get a different answer. How about you? That was, oh, that was good. I, I agree with that, man. I think that one of the things though that uh, most recently has, has boggled me when it comes to women is that um, they have, seem to have this superpower. It's the only way I can describe it to flip a situation on men and get pissed at us. But they're being wrong, <laughs> you know, for something that, that when the situation like, I know that wasn't my fault. How is she mad at me about that? And, you know, that, that's been kind of my, my latest thing. I'm trying to still figure that out. That's what I had to think down. Still trying to figure out how they do that because I need to know. So I can use that power uh, on myself, you know, and, and for my benefit. But, yeah, I find myself in that situation. Sometimes just trying to figure that part out. Um, but, gotcha. you know, maybe it's that female privilege, I guess. <laughs> that it is. That it is. We love them. Can't can't live with them. Can't live without them. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna live with them though. So right, right. <laughs> we gonna, I, I'll I'll deal with that. Cause that's one thing about us. We, hey, I ain't gonna sweat it. Right, it's whatever. Sorry. Right. Anyway, okay. man. All right. Let's see. We got time for one more question, man. You go ahead and pick the last question. Uh let's see here. Let's see here. 
Um, how about, okay, this is a good one to send out. So so what is your ultimate goal for the show blog group? So I guess that's all. Hey, the, 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 yeah, the brand, how about the that? Brand, the brand. Right, yeah. the brand, right. So um, my, my ultimate goal, and I think this is probably where a lot of the miscommunications was coming in uh, within the group and with things we were doing early on, because we had a goal and a vision uh, that and we were kind of trying to gear our actions towards that. Um, but my, my ultimate goal for it is that I just really want us to be a a recognized brand together that, that impacts a lot of the people in a positive way. I want us to be the ones who come to and they're tired of looking at all the trash on TV, listening to, uh, you know, uh, garbage. And they listen to the Ryan and Brian's uh, voice is one that makes an impact uh, in, in not just our community but in the world. So I wanted to be, uh, you know, you talk about media company. That's my ultimate goal as well. It's just to have a uh, to provide media that matters on all levels. So I definitely want to see us um, a national television show, syndicated radio show. That's just the beginning, man. So I definitely um, that, that's what I see this whole thing coming, where we can impact the lives of many people on, on the level that we see other national uh, hosts and shows do. But we just giving them good information. <laughs> awesome. So. You don't want to say nothing to that one. You, you oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to. No, no. You you answer yeah, right. Well, I mean, the only thing that I I would add is I think early on uh, we we really wanted to to present a certain uh, view of Christian men too. So you know, you hear yeah. us talk about stuff on the radio, and uh, we say we're unapologetically Christian. And one thing that we really try to do is is, is show people how relatable we are. <laughs> we're still, you know, it's not like we're we're you know, uh, wearing black or white collars every day and and never having any fun. You know, we have a ball. We talk about all types of uh, uh, topics. We still go to church on Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever else, and uh, and still try to live our lives right as much as we can. Even though we fall down, but we get up. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's right, that's, uh, that that was the only thing that I would add. Yeah, absolutely, big shout out for Jesus. So there you um, go, JC. All right. <laughs> But uh, before we go, I do want to uh, take the last a couple of minutes, man, and give this uh, this plug. So I got a new project coming out. So I uh, hope that uh, you know we started the pre-sale uh, last week. So I've got a new book coming out, man. It's uh, called Create a Better You. So it's, if you want a better life, you must create a better you. Uh, so this one is my fifth book. I'm definitely excited about it. Hoping to get it out uh, before the end of October. Uh, this personal development book is, is kind of you know what I do in my books for those who. Um, maybe new and haven't read uh, what any of my stuff. I share a lot of, uh, of of myself in my books. You know, I, I you talked about it earlier being an open book, and that's really what I am in my writings. I share my personal stories and my personal experiences uh, because uh, just like we do with the show, I want people to know that you know, even though I'm on stage speaking, I'm, I'm not speaking down to people. I'm in it with you. You know, so I, I share my experiences uh, and, and over the last uh, few years to try to figure out what my life was and where else was it going, trying to find that new direction uh, after such a change in my life. And so this is for those people who uh, really are are stuck, uh, tired of of, of mediocrity, uh, know that there's more out there for themselves, know that they're supposed to be doing more and have more in life. Uh, You realize that you've done all you can. Uh, Eventually look back at yourself and say, you know what, if I want a better life, I have to create a better me. So I give you 12 elements in this book to creating a better you, uh, which once you better you, you can bring better value to the marketplace and you can then attract and uh, create a better life around you. So uh, the website is www.ryancgreen.com. That's green with the E. Go online. got a special uh, pre-order package right now where you can get the, uh, the, the physical book, the e-book, and uh, there's going to be a DVD to go with it as well uh, right now for a special pre-order price only available to the middle of October. Uh, so uh definitely want to let you guys know that that is available right now. Uh definitely need your support for that. If you're supporting uh, the Ryan and Brian show, the Ryan and Brian brand, uh, definitely need your support. Go out there and share the word, tell everybody about it, order yours, because uh, you got a book coming out too soon, man. So uh, we want to make sure that people, uh, uh, you know, that this is what we're doing. So come on out there and support us. Exactly. Well, awesome, man. Awesome. Well, you know, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get mine too. I, I don't even think I did the pre-order, so I, I will, I will go ahead and pre-order as well. Everybody, uh, go out and support Ryan. He's doing some big things. 
Absolutely. So give out the information, man. I always mess it up. You go ahead and give it a closing <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for listening to Ryan Bryan's show. You can reach us on Facebook at Rye Bryan Show or Facebook slash Rye Bryan Show on Twitter at Rye Bryan Show uh, on the web www.ryebryanshow.com and our blog is ryebryanexchange.com. Please continue to send in your your guest blogs and continue to support. We appreciate it. Everybody have a wonderful and blessed night. Who would they say you can't have that? Even when you fall, don't give up. Get up, pick up where you left. Confess you a winner. Keep shooting high till you tear the whole ceiling up. People don't let-